Like Roy Jones said, I said, y'all must have forgot. Y'all must have forgot. Y queremos Palestina. Libre y libre y libre y viva, viva Palestina. The civil war has been quite fruitless. It's a people defending themselves against a fascist government. Now the revolution has got to be perfect. It's got to be flawless. Well, that isn't my criteria. EMP. The podcast. I am the producer here, Amin TMK, aka Mr. Fruity Pebbles, a man of gravity. King Dillo. King Dillo, and possibly the Quizette Hatteret. Potential, potential. However, the Benny Jesuit have many prospects. That's correct. That's That's correct. correct. Um, That's what breeding programs do. Shout out to motherfucking Doom, man, but we all know. The world's greatest breeding program was performed by the United States of America. Yeah. Shout out to the black boys. Shout out to the brilliant black girls. Woo, we are the Quizots. Um, okay, so yeah, that's a uh, little the tanky that could. motherfucking little tanky that could. <laughs> you know what's up. You know what's up. And the cackling over there, that's key to the muscle. Yo, motherfuckers, what's up? We coming from the brand new Matrix Studios. It's beautiful in here. Shit is lovely. Y'all are beautiful you know, in here. Supported by our fans. Yo, shout out to the motherfucking Patreons. You niggas is the real. Oh my god, y'all helped us upgrade our shit, and so that's why it sounds so much nicer. And thanks to the physical labor of Tanky and TMK. And it's coming out into a lot of things, y'all. I hope y'all see it, man. We out there really killing it on the Instagram, creating new media, hitting you with them Tanky Tuesdays, all kinds of shit, man. We got more shit coming. So, um, I just want to shout out our patreons i've been meaning to do this so i just want to give a big shout out to dennis elijah uh suzette bridget lauren and oelia y'all are killing it y'all are our first couple of patreons um so i just want to remind y'all patreon slash public pulse uh as little as five dollars but uh you know if you got it help a play out we we we, we trying to you know you know spark the revolution and uh you know we need a little bread to do such things hey you know what we need to do what do we need to do we need to have uh what is that that sarah mclaughlin shit me like in what the, the arms fuck of the angel. angel stop for like the low low price okay. of low low price of twenty dollars a month yeah. you, you too can sponsor a leftist <laughs> right right right, right a little sad little puppy dog nose and shit um i'm glad you brought that up i'm glad you brought that up we were actually having a conversation you know if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, or even if you're a new listener here, you know, in the last, I feel like, few months, um, we've kind of changed up the format a little bit. We wanted to give, uh, you know, like shorter, more poignant uh, uh, podcasts that are really about the current events, the things that are happening right now. We always say do your own research. And I think that that's very important, but also doing your own research is sort of collecting your own thoughts, you know, not just following up on news articles and ringing books. But this is something my homie Tuan always says, like, you got to really sit down and think to yourself, well, what do I think? What, what are my personal views on what's happening? Because we get a lot of uh, we get a lot of media. We're always on social media. We're watching movies. Uh, you know, some people are watching the news. We're reading all these different things, all this different propaganda in our face. Sometimes you got to sit down and go, what do I think? Yo, and I, if I can just piggyback off that for a second, you know, as a person that identifies as a mentat, a person that is, uh, yeah, y'all going to get all this doom shit, man. You're going to get all this doom shit. I've been yeah, a fucking doom nerd since I was a kid. watched doom shit done pop off. But you got to also really sit with knowledge sometimes and say, what do I feel? What do I know? What do I think? What do I not know yet? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's sometimes when you just got to be like, 
I don't even really know what I know yet because we got it. This society, it rushed you to be the motherfucking hot take. Yeah, this, this is fascinating because my approach to research is different <laughs> from y'all because I approach research like, okay, who is giving me this information? What biases do they have? Um, what biases are present in the article? And what are like my own biases that I approach in getting this information? And what should I change about my perception of this information that I've received? Uh, all great points, all great points. And I, I just brought that up because we were kind of discussing what our current event topics would be today. But I just I haven't really been We all had some it. hot shit. We did it was good shit. It shit is important. And y'all go if it still stays relevant, we're gonna bring that back, you know, for the next podcast. But you know what we've really been missing? It's just talking to y'all, man. So. And, and we know y'all miss it too. That's what I get a lot for the podcast. It's like, you know, we know that you can get your news from from wherever and like not to say that we're not a news outlet or news organization because we are, but we also just people trying to deal with the world and deal with life. Um and I some this is something that's been on my mind and I wanted to talk about it. I we've been doing this now about 3 years. We've been heavy on Instagram. Uh follow us on Instagram Public Pulse news as well as public pulse vibes and tiny house villa you know all those good things and in this time as being a new leftist as being a newbie socialist and trying to figure out where my space is in this leftist community i've sort of come to a couple different conclusions about what sort of this online leftist community is about and what it's missing and i wanted to talk a little bit about that just to see if my counterparts agree or have anything to add, and I know that they do, I came into, you know, this realm of, you know, social justice and activism, you know, like through community, you know, people in, uh, you know, my city of Washington, D.C., you know, getting together, going to protests, meeting, learning, reading. Uh, of course, I also went to spoken word community and something that I've been seeing as I've sort of gotten more experience in this leftist space is there's six things on my list and and we we can say one thing talk about it and move to the next one but uh i just wanted to run off the six things that i really think is a problem in this leftist community and i just wanted to talk about it number one white feminism is still the biggest and overarching voice in the leftist community um and i i i, I find that to be um uh, really scary you know what i'm saying because white feminism white feminism dominates so many different subcultures and so many different political uh, structures. And for, for me in the leftist community, it's still doing that. Number two, I did not know there were so many incels in the leftist community. Uh, so many, the, and I call them the theory police, where it's like, well, I, you know, this person who's an anarchist communist says this about this person. If who's you a, understood who the tankies were, you'd never claim to be a tanky. So what we have is we need 100% ideological compliance which becomes dogma and it becomes a new religion which does not allow for my third thing which is coalition building i'm not exactly sure what theories people were reading but if we are unable to build coalitions how are we going to move forward as a socialist community or a leftist community or a communist community i understand that a lot of people i know are not going to have 100 compliance to even what i'm talking about but that's not what coalition building is or actually more about that after it's actually next on my list, which is anti-blackness. The leftist community is incredibly anti-black still. Ooh. And this is what I think the coalition building problem is because we've been having this. I remember, you know, a lot of the conversations that I was having, you know, people do not. I don't trust you if you don't hang out with black people, if you don't hang around POCs and also specifically 
if you don't hang around poor people. Yeah, hood motherfuckers, man. Hood motherfuckers. Look, I'm tired. Look, man, you know, it's... We have shared friends. I can throw their names out, and I'm not going to do that. But it's not just what kind. It's not just, oh, I hang out with black people. Because if those black people don't hang out with black people, then you don't hang out with black people. Yeah. Uh, So I want to talk about that. White feminism, the incel community that's still in the leftist space, uh, the absolute refusal for coalition building, anti-blackness. Also, like this liberal ideologies that constantly slide into the leftist community. Uh, You see this with people who are like ready to separate human beings based off if they're vaccinated or not. They're very along with that. People who and that's a eugenicist argument, which is, again, a white supremacist. argument. But you that's what I'm saying. These are things that I feel like when people are out here parroting the Biden administration, but you claim it to be a leftist on these other issues, like you don't see that that is a contradiction to to like your movement and who you are as a person like liberal propaganda is real. And if you're regurgitating that, how can I trust you in this leftist space where most of this shit is propaganda? Most of what we learn is some sort of perverted version of the truth. So you are parroting the Biden administration or any sort of Democrat. How can you be in this leftist space? But of course, they're all over the place. And some of this shit could be as simple as like just talking it up to an overly small Overton window, right? Because the propaganda has taught you the Republicans are the right and the Democrats are the left because that's an insular argument. But when you start to look at the global politics of the world, you get to understand how there are no leftist American political parties at all. None that are in office. And historically, there never have been because all these bitches owned slaves. Ever. They enslaved black people to get what they want. They committed genocide against the native indigenous peoples of these lands. And so... Understanding like that is the foundation of the United States, um, which, again, was brought over from British colonialism. So we we don't even get to escape it going even farther back into our past um, as United States citizens. It's I. Yeah, I have so So many thoughts, but I want to hear. Let me speak to the six on that. I know we're going to do a lot of these in and out of order, right? But uh, a great example of this would be, and people ask me all the time, like, Mo, how can you go so hard against the Democrats all the time? Uh, Don't you know that in the 50s and the 60s, the Democrats and the Republicans switched social positions, and then the Republicans became the old Dixiecrats, and the Dixiecrats became the new Republicans? I ask you this. Because it's completely anti-black to have that type of mentality. Would it be acceptable to expect an Ashkenazi Jew to vote for a German National Socialist Party just because, well, they've, you know, they've rejected some of their more radical views from the past. But that's what you expect. That's what you expect when you ask people to vote for Democrats. And it's like... We've but they refuse to make that connection, they, they, right? right. They refuse. They, they don't see right, exactly. the violence that the Democrats have done, and also the Republicans, but I'm speaking specifically about the Democrats right now, to black people. They don't see it as real. They minimize that harm because, again, you minimize the value of black life. It, it, I would say it's rampant because, like, black people have been shit on 
by literally everybody. In fact, black people shit on black people uh, who absorb the propaganda that black on black crime and well, y'all are just there's no good black fathers out there. Not realizing, like, first of all, if and you we see that in media constantly, yeah, constantly Even played out by the quote unquote black president, who I refer to as a half African American president, because there is a cultural difference, right? Even if we minimize that cultural difference, being raised by a Kenyan is different being raised from fucking Mookie in motherfucking Macomb, Mississippi. Which is, and I have to check myself in on this, right? Because I am black and Korean. I was up, I was, my upbringing was Korean and also kind of steeped in whiteness. And so like when Tanky comes to me and is like, hey, here's a different perspective. I even got to listen to what that is because he grew up in an entirely black experience, a black hood experience, which is, again, different from other black Wait, experiences. Wait, I thought the black experience was a monolith. Uh, right? I know, right? And, and, and it's, it's so monolithic. And we know that realistically this is not true because even in Obama's book, he has that chapter where he's talking about where Michelle, who what? Whatever else we want to say about her Bush loving ass is a black person from America, Chicago, right? Where she's talking to him like, yo, you have to take black people's side sometimes. Like even he's writing about this in the book. How like yeah. how Michelle is like, damn, you you really never never ride black- for black people. Uh, all great points, all great points. And I, I went ahead and I, you know, at any time y'all can address any of these things on the list, but I just wanted to talk about again the 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 six sort of issues I'm seeing with the leftist community, white feminism, uh, incels in the theory, police coalition building, anti-blackness, which we have been talking about, uh, the liberal pretenders. And the other thing that I want to talk to about, <clears throat> talk about is sort of people still find it like okay to be punitive to individuals instead of like indicting the system. As a person that has been personally victimized by this shit, I definitely want to speak on this. So this is from Dr. Christine Marie, who is a therapist. Therapist versus therapist. This is a, a blog that came out uh, within the last month. This is not an endorsement, but if you want to find this thread, you can follow it there, right? And uh, it's like, since being publicly shamed is well known to seriously damage mental health and life well-being, it is hard to imagine an ethical justification for any therapist or activist to publicly campaign against others. Uh, however, I've been stunned by the number of therapists and healers that have reached out who have taken the subject of public takedown campaigns by other people, even for provably false allegations or minor annoyances such as taking on an unpopular political stance or refusing to cancel someone else. Now, this keeps going on, right? But, like, the fact that there are therapists that are acknowledging the fact that these things are damaging, these things affect people's health, mental health, physical health, lead to suicides, lead to breakdowns, lead to further caustic and toxicity within people, how then can you... any type of mind claim to be of a rehabilitative mind state, but still reach out in these punitive fucking justice lynch mobs where you go out and fucking character assassinate <laughs> well, the shit out of people. Well, you said it, though, You're right? bullying for safe fucking space. Yeah, but, like, when we talk about... Because, yes, we have a list of, like, these six things. And to me, it's all interrelated, right? But And leftist spaces first don't want to acknowledge that they come with their own biases, right? That they don't do their own research because it's steeped in the Christian idea of morality 
being moral it makes you a good person being and doing these things makes you a good person and then having good person be a separate identity from the actions that you take because you think of yourself as a good person steeped in this Christian idea of what a good person means then you're like well everything I do is good and which is a fallacious argument in and of itself but that's what happens to leftist spaces right like people enter it and they're like well I'm radicalized Maybe from like real actual things that happened in their lives where they were like, I saw a neighbor who was homeless, who got their water bill cut off, or I saw right, what a native, radicalized you. Right, I feel what like what is, radicalized yeah. you? And then that becomes the foundation of their identity. And so then it's like, well, this radicalized me, so I'm forever a good person, which is why we get like Bernie and Biden talking about, well, I marched back in the day. And it's like, okay, motherfucker, what you doing now, though? Because this is an ongoing process. And the being a good person as an identity, as we get into like different identity politics it's shifted right now it's not I'm a good person and therefore everything I do is good it's oh I'm a black woman or I'm a black non-binary person or I'm an Asian person and therefore I'm good because I'm more oppressed and then everything I do becomes the right thing that that gets said not realizing like how it's steeped in anti-blackness how it's steeped in white feminism how it's steeped in Christian colonial supremacy of thought essentially let, let me jump on on that right because uh so this is again uh from the instagram clementine morgan uh spelled exactly the way you think and this is a great quote um for them the left is a substitute for going to church going to church isn't about changing the world with strategically effective political action going to church is about spiritual self-actualization it's about becoming a quote as you said good person together with other people who also want to be quote good people and who broadly share the same understanding of what it means to be good in some churches, going to church is also about holding each other to account. When a member goes astray, you call that member out. Maybe you collectively shun them or shame that person. When a member starts pushing the church to change, maybe you call that person a heretic. Maybe you try to get that person excommunicated or expelled from the congregation. You might do these things because in a church, the point is for everybody to pursue the same conception of good together in the same way. Right. And leftist spaces become areas where you can proselytize in these very Christian ways. So it finishes with, the left is not a church. The left is a political movement that is about winning power and using power to help people. And the person that wrote that was uh, Benjamin Studebaker. Again, quoted on uh, the Clementine Morgan Instagram. We were were watching... uh... Michael Parenti's uh, the per- one of the people that are on the intros uh, to um, the EMP to podcast. Um, and, you know, he talks a little bit about like, like people claim like the left wants power, right? Like, okay, the left wants power. And, and we do, we do. Absolutely. But it's not power for the sake of power to uh, wield in, 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 my, in the, you know, the ways that um, help me and help uh, just the demographics that I'm a part of. If we wanted to do that, we would have been capitalists. And, you know, I I think like the clout culture and this is something that I deal with, you know, like it is the fame monster is, you know, always sort of in the back of your head. Like and if you want to and I've seen this happen time and time again, and I know if you're listening to this, you have as well, where you get people who come into a leftist space, they're making a lot of noise, they're handling their business and slowly but surely they're co-opted. 
You know, slowly but surely they move over just enough to become a liberal and not a leftist. And I think, you know, that is a difficult, you know, thing to fight. But at the end of the day, like, I don't really want to, like, be protesting and be like a person in power and like have all of these, you know, different um, you know, means of hierarchy. Like at the end of the day, I, I would much rather just sit at home and write and finish my book. I would much rather just make some music. I would much rather just write some poetry. We are here in this space because we are moved to, because we love the people, because we don't want to see these systems that are there intentionally and crafted by white supremacy Absolutely. and capitalism and, and to destroy the rest to destroy the rest of our you know what I'm saying? A rest of our future. And why does this praxis never fall on them, right? Look, however you feel about Dave Chappelle, you get to feel that way, right? But like, if you feel that way, I want to know how come that same type of vitriol doesn't find its way to people like Gloria Steinem, right? Who's foundational and still looked upon as a feminist fucking icon, second wave <sighs> fucking Thatcher. turf. <laughs> motherfucker margaret thatcher oh you mean um ilhan omar's idol yeah exactly well, i mean but if, if i can't i, I yeah. want to keep it specifically on gloria and we can move on to margaret right because margaret is that girl boss shit and we can talk about that shit too again peak white fucking feminism gloria steinem is a known fucking up this is a motherfucker that acknowledges after trying to hide it for years that she was working for them people working for the fucking alphabet organizations specifically to infiltrate and fucking dis integrate radical movements in the 60s and the 70s. And a lot of people know this, but then don't carry it over when they see posts, because uh, like, TMK, you brought up a really good point, because I see like a lot of bullshit across the IG. This is actually why I limit my social media, because it's designed to attack your brain and to take advantage of the the way your brain operates, right? And, and I say this in conjunction with what Tanky said, too, because lately, I've been seeing a lot of posts that are like, oh yeah, MLK is out there, Malcolm X, Black Panther Party, and it always coincides with I can't believe y'all support organizations that beat black women and it's like hold the fuck up first of all do your fucking research secondly this is how spaces get co-opted where suddenly all of these black panther movements and these black parties and I even see it with Rosa Parks in a lot of ways where people are like hey other people were there and then like sh and and it's absolutely true Rosa Parks did not do this by them by herself right a lot of black people and a lot of activists do are not saviors and messiahs the way that American history presents them and positions them that they did it with the work of a lot of other fucking people who need that recognition However, we should also not shit on black people who came before as activists. They were imperfect and people can acknowledge that. But all of the conversation is, is like, oh, these people were just bad because of one little thing. And not saying like this little thing is is not little um, that, you know. And, and I say this in conjunction because, of course, MLK and Malcolm X, every single fucking time I see a social media post, somebody comes and comments and it was like, well, he beat his wife and he cheated on her. So why are you following the, the, the talkings of a black man who, like, did this to somebody? And it's like, OK, look, cheating is not OK. Don't do that to your partners. It's about a conversation. However, the movements that they created are invaluable. And you're asking me to fucking disinvest from my own liberation because of this one thing that happens? Like, right. that's fuck and, shit. And again, right, here's the thing that... You you have to acknowledge, and I hate to have to use a Cheneyism, 
Uh, no, actually, it's a rummy. Oh, no. There are known unknowns Ugh. and unknown you know I hate that <laughs> No, but this shit is fucking game, man. This may be the most game shit ever. Because the fact is, there were so many ops used in the fucking 60s and 70s that even though we know who some of them are, we will never know who all of them are. Also, who all of them are today. These programs have not died. They haven't died. They are ongoing. They are working in these spaces as we fucking speak. COINTELPRO is not a fucking conspiracy theory. That shit you can look at. I mean, literally, that 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 strategy has been utilized by the military now, and they just call it COIN. Uh, yeah, I total. Uh, it's a great point. Uh, somebody that many uh, many people I know follow this person, and um, they have over sixty eight thousand followers. This person is a woke scientist. I don't know if y'all have ever seen them on the Instagram, but. Uh, this is something that they posted. Pseudo leftists who support any oppressive genocidal regime just because they are enemies of the U.S. are ignorant apologists. Does that not sound You're like a some fucking option? op, bro? Like this is what I'm saying. You got sixty-eight thousand uh, followers on Instagram. You now have been co-opted in some capacity by the, by the alphabet or whoever the fuck. And now I have now you have sixty-eight thousand followers. So these people are already like, damn, I kind of rock with this person. I like this person. You have nice, uh, what do you call them, um, infographics. And that just brings me to another point, something I hadn't mentioned. You know, but I think it goes back to the clout culture. And that's just sensationalism. The, like the conversation surrounding the hot take. Yeah. It, it, you got to rush to be out there. The first motherfucker. Because it allows you to, get to go viral. Clout, but this is something that, um, so specifically. Dude is a white savior nearism. Uh, did you read the fucking book? I don't fucking <laughs> you gotta think let you... TMK finish. <laughs> it, it's on. It's on there. Right, please continue on, my no, friend. No, no. I, I know. I know you want to go off, and we'll probably have a different conversation about that um, at, at, an, at a much later time, so we can get more nuance into that conversation. I just feel like it ties into your hot take. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the new run right. quick hot take. Right, and everyone has a quick hot take, and everyone has sensationalism because it's all about buzzwords and it's all about appearance. And this is something that I learned early, and I just want to shout out to um, we we had a little collective called Civil Unrest way back in the day i learned a lot from them they were kind of like the intro into like the leftist community in space and one of the things my homie ray always talks about is being proactive instead of being reactive and this is something that i see mm. all the time in the leftist community that i thought we left uh a while ago and i just want to bring up the dave Chappelle thing again um again this is not me defending dave Chappelle and what he said <laughs> oh in my his God. all the disclaimers and caveats all the disclaimers and i all didn't the even caveats. think this shit was funny to say nothing of offensive i i want to say right now we we take very seriously the harm that is being done to the trans community in a systemic fashion all around the world and what was said is is uh, uh not okay but what i wanted to talk about too is again this is brought to the forefront because of sensationalism and anti-blackness because if you know uh seinfeld has come to netflix as well because you know a lot of people were uh, mm, a, fascinating a Max. lot of people were boycotting netflix because of the dave Chappelle special again i am not against that i'm merely saying seinfeld came to uh the uh to netflix jerry seinfeld who is i don't know if you know this a pedophile who was mm. dating a 17-year-old high school student in the 90s, was written about it, went on to date them, had a, a sexual relationship they say didn't happen until they were 18. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, And not only that, you have Michael Richards, who is a fucking flaming racist. And uh, Seinfeld is also a racist. Let's not get it twisted. Okay, and Seinfeld. I'm just saying that we know there is footage of Michael Richards going on a tirade, talking about all kind of anti-blackness shit, using racial epithets and all the stuff like that. Okay, 
boycott Netflix because of Dave Chappelle, fine. But again, that's a sensationalist reactive thing because and that's what goes back to intersectionality. It comes in, in back that to vein, in that vein, because you're using intersectionality. But I think social dominance theory is a better lens to use here, because when you think about like, look, Dave Chappelle has a lot more power than some black trans person that probably lives, you know, a regular life with a regular job. But you know who Dave Chappelle does not have more power than the fucking Wachowskis. OK, who uh as as I remember quite fondly, ripped off a black woman for the idea oh, yeah. of the fucking a court matrix. Shit in America went, said, Yeah, y'all stole that y'all shit. Y'all stole that <laughs> shit. And they shit about to come out right now. Where the fuck is that canceled for these motherfuckers? Oh, nowhere. Nowhere. It was nowhere for the fucking Beatles. It was nowhere for Jerry Lewis when we talk about and I only think of musicians because we had this whole big long conversation about like Zeppelin. W- yeah, all of these. And it's always shit on black people without ever recognizing and you know what because we've had these conversations before too because I have been in spaces where you know I have my hood ass black friends my ride or fucking die come over and you know not to say like they're perfect because nobody's fucking perfect in this world right and they're gonna be using bitches and hoes we're gonna listen to like ratchet ass fucking music and shit like that and honestly I've been in situations where my black male friends have flirted with my female friends right Who've been like, yeah, I'm feeling her and shit like that. You know what? Fucking first of all, black women are like, shut that shit down. Okay, like, yeah, this is cute. We can flirt, but it's not going to go any past here. Or just like cold shoulder, like, Mm. nigga, what the fuck is you doing? And I've seen this, right? Mm. Whereas white fucking women who come to my house pull me aside and it's like, well, I don't feel safe. And it's like, you're, and I'm like, well, why the, why don't you feel safe? Like, what's going on? Like, let me talk about this. No. And then it's like, well, your friend keeps flirting with me. Did you shut him down? Well, you know, I don't feel safe doing that. Why the fuck not? Like, you need to be able to have these conversations. And these same white women are then like, well... Kita should be canceled because she has a black friend who like hit on me and tried to and then it turns into all of this other bullshit right and it's like well if you talk to your friend because I can go in there right now and be like yo she's not feeling you quit fucking flirting with her but what I'm not going to do is fucking abandon him this person who has been with me who has literally when I have been in fucking fights with white people it's like I got your fucking back I'm not going to let this person do that that I'm not going to let this fucking person fuck with you like that who has been there for me from the beginning and then these white people are like well why didn't you get rid of them they're canceled because they used female instead of woman and you know let me just say real quick motherfuckers I, i say it all the time right Everybody from the hood ain't read Bell Hooks. Everybody from the hood ain't read Audre Lorde. And if you feel like Audre Lorde is somebody we should read, and I do, I quote him all the time, then already with this praxis you working with, you a fucking hypocrite. Because Audre Lorde has, it, it is known law, was a domestic abuser and used to beat the shit out of her husband. We're approaching 30 minutes here. I uh, So I just wanted to, you know, have, you know, if you had anything y'all wanted to say to wrap it up, I just wanted to mention this because it's something I ha- I don't think I've mentioned and I wanted to. Um, cancel culture, blah, 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 blah. Like everyone has an opinion on it. And, but I think the new conversation that we're having and the new, new word we want to use is hyper disposability. Mm. The end of the day, you can't throw human beings away. And I'm not saying you can't hold them accountable. We're here for restorative justice. That's what I um, look forward to when I talk. I, I'm not here for punitive shit. I'm not here to cancel people and ruin their careers. And restorative and reparative justice, not just as a fucking buzzword. Not as a buzzword, a legitimate word. And we talk about this too. Like we live in capitalism. So the way that you say sorry to somebody is with money. Like if you want to start a restorative process and you know, you've harmed somebody, the first thing you need to do is pay them. You it's know what I'm saying? One of the Especially methods. 
Yeah, absolutely. So hyper disposability as uh, you know, something that we need to be focusing on in, in terms of coalition building. And what what like what do we really want out of this? And, and that's what I'm gonna say. So this will be my last thought. I don't come from this from an activist mind state. I came from this from a revolutionary mind state. No matter what I can say about my upbringing, I got a sister named Che, named after Che Guevara. I was reading commie shit in fucking middle school. You know what I'm saying? So this is what I'm saying. I come from this with a very different mind state, and I think about building my coalition in the means of can I defeat the person I see as my enemy, the system I see as my enemy. I don't shed my forces until I have a force that is capable of defeating or or at least allowing me to survive the assault of my fucking enemy. So when you dispose of, when you, you're doing all this canceling shit, make sure your coalition is already strong enough to defeat whoever your enemy is because you can't shed forces until you can defeat the, the people that are arrayed against you. And I think some of y'all haven't really, I know, for, how about this? I know exactly who my enemy are, who my enemy is, who those systems are. And I have not reached a coalition large enough to fucking protect me from those that would destroy me. And uh, so for me, I'm very careful about who I let into my circles. So I don't have to cut them anymore. You know, I, I come from the the mindset, uh, understanding like the way brains operate, the psychology of it, how social media has really shifted the ways in which we think that this shit is not easy. It's not easy to change your mind, to be flexible enough to change and that's really my problem with all of this. Like the people are not willing to do the research because it's hard. It takes a long time. You have to like check your sources. You got to like double check that shit. Look back at any any research that's done by the people who are directly affected instead of trying to co-opt their position and then being like, it's mine. Uh, the, the, the shit is hard. And that's why we need community. That my problem with like all of this clout shit is still it rep- represents that the individual is foremost at the head of things. And we cannot do this as at as individuals in this shit, that we need community, that we need tribe, that we need coalition building because humans don't operate by ourselves. But like, you know, this is why, honestly, sometimes I just I'm like, I'm not interested in having a conversation because folks come at me fucking hostile on the IG and shit. And I'm like, I'm not going to put myself Square through the that. fuck up, man. Like, cause Square first the fuck of all, up. I come from, from look, a place where motherfuckers get shot. People who know me. No, you can always catch these motherfucking hands, okay? You can catch his so, fucking like, don't leg. fucking come for me, right? But, like, also, I don't have fucking time for this bullshit. Like, if you came at me straight, like, as, as some people, and I'm not saying, like, you always have to do the tone policing thing, right? But there is a way people come at each other when they're like, look, I, I want to just have open dialogue about this because this is not something that I know and this is not something that I understand. Here are my thoughts and I share my thoughts and we have, like, this good discussion like I have with TMK and Tanky, right? And, and that's the hard part, too. Right. Sometimes you got to look at it. And I've had to admit this to Tanky lots of times. Like, yeah, you know what? You caught me up in my feelings. But now that I've had time to think about it and to, like, do the research, you're fucking right. This was steeped in in uh, imperialist, colonialist notions that everything that I knew about it was wrong. Cancel culture is tied to divide and culture, which are inherent concepts of counterinsurgency programs. COINTELPRO. So when you cutting all these people off, please understand you are doing the enemy's work.
for them. Yeah. And that this is, we're having this conversation, but this is an ongoing conversation. Even when this freaking podcast episode ends, we're going to still be having this conversation well into the weeks, the months, the years that we chill. And we want to have these conversations with other folks too. We're not like trying to close anybody off, but we have to have these conversations in this space because community means like, not restorative and reparative justice as buzzwords. What does this mean for us and people who are in this space? What do we have to do and what do we have to do together? And what do I have to do as an individual to help make this right? Ask yourself this question. What is more dangerous? One million individuals or one organization with a million people? Yeah, and I think I'm going to end it with this um, because this is something I go back to. Be kind to people. Be ruthless with systems. Um, I think there it I, is. I think everybody wants to be a bully sometimes, and you can bully individuals. It's very easy to cancel and bully somebody, especially who's already being canceled and bullied. Especially motherfuckers online. But canceling and bullying a system or an institution is much more difficult. So remember who you're pointing the finger at, especially with individuals. Um, I love y'all both. I'm I'm so glad y'all allowed us or allowed, you know, me, but of course allowed the listeners, um, you know, to just switch up this topic. You know, we'll, we'll probably be back next week with the same, you know, current events and current news. I, I'm not using this uh, platform to try to alienate anybody. We we want to bring on, you know, people who are willing to coalition with us, you know, to defund the police, to abolish prisons, to, you know, end the military industrial complex, to end the public housing crisis. Like at the end of the day, these are the topics and the subjects that I care about. And like like LT saying, like the division, you know, for, you know, because we don't have 100 percent ideological compliance that's not how we build coalitions, and that's not how we win. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm just sad. And uh, I appreciate y'all. Public Pulse News on Instagram. Public Pulse Vibes on Instagram. Public Pulse News on TikTok. Tanky Tuesdays on um, Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our Patreon, Patreon slash Public Pulse. Um any any other final last last words for the podcast? Of course, we're gonna live a long time. But uh, any last words for the podcast <laughs> specifically? Look, I love y'all. I always want to be in peace. I'm not always trying to go fucking live, but you know, I, and part of me coming to this is that I got a good ass crew beside me, not behind me, beside me, Tanky and motherfucking TMK. I'm a hood motherfucker, man. I do shit hood way. You know, be careful. Yeah, and I just said, you know, and that's fair, you know. But at the end of the day, you're one of the most loving people in my life. You know I'd rather be loved. Oh my god, the biggest part gives all the space for people, and I'm like, but what if we cut them? And Tanky's like, okay, but what if we talk to them first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so everybody got different lines, all that stuff. Um, Public Pulse News, EMP the podcast, Amin TMK, Little Tanky that could, Kita the muscle, and we out. back in the day and it's like okay motherfucker what you doing now though